0: Zion National Park is now the third most visited national park in the United States, bringing in 4.5 million visitors a year, an increase of 60 percent of visitation over the past three years. Vicki Valera, the director of the Utah Tourism Office, says tourism is a huge industry for Utah, so the office is tasked with finding ways to promote the state. One reason people from outside of Utah and the United States are coming here may be the result of their media campaign, Experience the Mighty Five.
1: This is Life Elevated. The Mighty Five. Five iconic parks, one epic experience.
2: Plan your trip at visitutah.com.
0: Valera says the 2013 television, billboard, and magazine ad campaign helped Utah become known worldwide for its Red Rock.
2: It was a major game changer for Utah tourism because it put us on the world map in a way that actually exceeded everybody's expectations. On the one hand, it's wonderful because we now have a signature in the world as being the most spectacular Red Rock country on Earth. It also has created challenges.
0: Although tourism benefits the economy, bringing money into communities like Moab, Springdale, and Torrey, more people in parks means more chances for things to go wrong.
2: So you have the type of graffiti where somebody either takes paint or etches into like a bathroom wall. We're seeing that.
0: Alyssa Baltris is a spokesperson for Zion National Park.
2: We're also seeing graffiti on the rocks, so people etching into rocks or using mud to create different pictures or handprints and that sort of thing. You know, it seems like it's a small percentage of people that really want to cause damage. But when you look at, for a decade, we were about 2.8, 2.9 million visitors. And in the past three years, we went up to 4.5 million. Even if it's just 1%, that 1% of people is getting bigger and bigger. So we're definitely seeing more impact at Zion.
1: I think there are a lot of clear and present challenges and threats to the national parks in the Southwest.
0: David Nimkin is the Southwest Regional Director for the National Parks Conservation Association.
1: You know, in some ways, I think about the challenges being sometimes a death by a thousand cut. There are so many different forces and factors that are challenging and compromising some of our parks.
0: Some of those forces and challenges are limited federal funding and park service policy. Nimkin says it is widely known, for example, that roads in Zion National Park need major repair work. But that's not what the National Park Service decided to repair first. Instead, the agency will consider repairing the park's front entrance near Springdale, where the traffic line can run more than a mile long.
2: The front entrance has been needed for years. So even when we were at 2.9 million visitors per year, we still were having issues at that front gate. So this will help really with pulling people in a little bit faster.
0: But Balchis adds, entrance enhancements won't resolve all of the overcrowding problems in the park.
2: And so Zion is under a visitor use management planning process where we're trying to figure out, you know, hey, how many people can comfortably fit in Zion without causing resource damage and without feeling overcrowded.
0: Park officials here are also working to reopen multiple trails damaged, not by visitors to the park, but by Mother Nature. The popular Angels Landing Trail is off limits, as well as Hidden Canyon, Kayenta, and Upper Emerald Pools Trails closed because of a series of rock slides and falls.
2: So the Angels Landing Trail, the storm that washed out the 20-foot section of trail and also the retaining wall, also destroyed a bunch of check dams which were built over a hundred years ago, and it protected that trail. And so we've gone and we've rebuilt the check dams. We brought up literally 90 cubic yards of rock to build these four check dams. And now we're starting to create a bridge that will go over the opening. So my hope is that it is open mid to late September. And as long as the weather holds, and so far we're, we're right on schedule, that we should be able to open it in just a couple weeks. It's not the biggest repair, but it's probably the most important for
0: most visitors. To help manage travel through the park, propane shuttle buses were introduced 20 years ago. Baltris says the fleet needs to be replaced.
2: The replacement of the shuttles is a huge project. We're looking at needing about $27 million to fully replace the fleet. We're probably going to do a few shuttles at a time. So we are testing an electric shuttle this week, and we tested one for about a month last year. Year. And we're going to see if this electric shuttle can work its ion.
0: Conservationist Nimkin worries future visitors to this and other parks will need to alter their expectations as the experience they hoped for could be very different from what it has been for visitors in the past.
1: And I think sometimes with the constants of visitation, the impact of climate change, the kinds of experiences at our national parks that we have come to enjoy, that perhaps we might have enjoyed as children or our parents may have enjoyed, may not be the kinds of experiences that our grandchildren or even our children will enjoy. Zion.
0: Reporting You're for five Utah five, Public five, Radio five, News, five, I'm Lauren Bennett. Water. Support for Loving Our Lands to Death is made possible in part by our members and the USU Quinney College of Natural Resources, where students and faculty promote the sustainability of ecosystems and the communities that depend on them. Information at qcnr.usu.edu.